You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Chad. And we are back to talk all things media. We've got a double feature for you today. We're going to be reviewing A Star is Born and Venom, two very different films, but we're excited to talk about them. Uh, we have a special guest returning to the show to review one of those two films with us. Uh, please welcome my brother and host of the Next Trek podcast, Tyler Howitt. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, Wonderful. Tyler. I'm going to guess that of the two movies that you had to choose from you saw venom is that right that was it you know i just had this need to just see a completely unnecessary marvel movie and uh you know before daniel got on the call tonight i believe tyler said that not only had he not seen venom but he is offended by the premise that it even exists in the first place (laughs) i have i have so rarely been like and i i think i might actually be weirdly unfair to this movie but i've i've so rarely been completely offended by the fact that this movie is even being made like I and I, I, I don't, don't understand this. Why? I'm a Spider-Man comic fan and all this stuff, so it's not like I hate the character Venom. I think he does some good stuff, and I know that there have been standalone Venom comics. I'm just as irritated by those existing as well. It is not a, it's not possible to make him hero-like, I don't think. And you guys, hey, I will listen to the show, and you guys can maybe prove me wrong. Maybe he does become an amazing anti-hero that we love and want 14 more Venom movies to come. But I think he's, I think he's an intriguing character as an opposite of Spider-Man, but he can't just exist as the opposite of a character who's not in the movie. Well, we will definitely talk about that in our review. One of these two movies that we're going to review is a surefire best picture contender. Venom. Which one will it be? Find out later on the Screeners <laughs> podcast. So we are excited to dive into these reviews. Uh, as always, uh, we want you to join in the conversation with us on social media. So like us on Facebook. You can search for the Screeners podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Even shoot us an email at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. We love to join in the conversation and uh, and hear what you guys are watching, hear what you think of the episodes and, and the movies themselves. So definitely hit us up there. Now, before we dive into our double feature, I have a, a moment of trivia for you guys. These oh. these two movies share a key cast uh, a key cast or crew member, and uh, that that it's interesting just because the the movies opened on the exact same day. Do you know what key cast or crew member these two movies share? Yes, Lady Gaga is Venom. <laughs> no? Oh, that's Close. a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, I, don't, he, I have no idea. Sam Elliott? Nope. Sam Elliott oh. is not in the movie. They were both shot by the same cinematographer, believe no. it or not. Yes. Matthew, I don't know how you say his Libatique? Libatique. Libatique. Libatique? So, yeah, he shot both movies, which Whoa. is, when you see both movies, is real hard to believe. Well, yeah, I do not understand that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. More, he, he works with Darren Aronofsky. He did Mother, uh-huh. Noah, Black Swan, Fountain. He's an amazing cinematographer. Whoa. Okay. Yep. Does yeah. it look good? Does Venom look good? It sure does not. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't go that. I would say that the the CG is not great, but yeah. I mean, outside of that, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, well, now that we've got that trivia out of the way, let's go ahead and dive in to our review of Venom. I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself 
Question? Something the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been... Who's that bad? Who's that bad? Stupid trailer. I, I got to really quick, just over over audio like this, uh, is the first time that he's ever sounded like Bane as well. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be the one that's going to be the best picture, right? Oh, it, yeah, uh, that's the it one. clearly is. I think. Honestly, Chad, I, I kind of want to hurry this thing along and get to talking about A Star is Born, not to spoil uh, our review of that one, but let's be honest, we know which movie is, is the better one here, right? Uh, yep. Well, let's dive into our review of Venom anyway. Uh, the IMDb description reads, When Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote, he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. Dun, dun, dun. Marvel. This is, yes. This is directed by Ruben Fleischer. This is in the Spider-Man universe, but not in the film Spider-Man universe, uh, and not in the MCU for sure. This stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Venom, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed as the villain, uh, Jenny Slate, and a few others. This movie has a great cast, uh, but it has been not receiving the best of reviews. Uh, Chad, what did you think of Venom? Well, it is loaded with a lot of acting talent mm -hmm. not the not the least of which is is tom hardy uh, michelle williams is great <clears throat> riz ahmed is great and so uh this is a movie that it's very interesting to me because I, in my circle of friends i have heard no one talking about this movie no one talking about being excited to go see it and yet it made 80 million dollars this weekend it opened yeah. with 80 million dollars and worldwide is already at 205 with a budget of just under 100 million for production so i think it's safe to say that we're going to get at least another one of these and how i feel about that is mixed <laughs> so here's the thing this movie is not good it's really not good the cgi is almost universally terrible there are some interesting action moments that happen due to the due to the powers that eddie gets when you know he combines with venom but the action is f fairly bland and a lot of things happen out of pure coincidence yep i just happened to walk into this place and the exact person that needs to be there is there and then this exact thing that needs to happen happens and so there's not really any stakes or tension involved because everything is so this happens because the plot says that it should happen it's very confounding the performance of uh, of hardy mm -hmm. i'm not sure what he's doing he seems like he's confused all the time and this is before venom gets in him he seems like he's always kind of confused and like dirty like he needs a shower and he doesn't understand what's going on and he seems always disheveled and his hair is messed up and yet we're supposed to believe he's this somewhat famous reporter and investigative journalist who is able to find out all of this stuff and it just just never bought that way that he's portrayed and he makes some weird kind of acting choices with his act not accent but the way he delivers his lines just very weird to me and yet 
this movie was somewhat entertaining to me. I don't hmm. know why I collected comics for years and years, uh, almost exclusively DC. So I'm not like a big Spider-Man comic collector. I don't have like a history with Venom as a character. And so it kind of threw me for a loop that all of a sudden when they combined, he just spoke English and he spoke like a human being instead of an alien organism, right. even, though, even though I know he's combined with him and he was saying things like, I'm a loser just like you. And I'm like, what? This is so weird. And he's cracking jokes and being funny. And while that was really dumb, I kind of enjoyed some of the banter. And as a, as a conceit, I whereas I think a lot of people just kind of reject it, like Tyler just rejects the premise out of hand, I actually feel like there's some interesting stories that could be told from the other side of how some of these villains came to be. And Venom is certainly... Uh, just as a character, interesting. So, I, you know, I didn't hate this movie. I, I, it didn't anger me in a way where I thought it was a complete waste of time. I've heard a lot of people say this is forgettable. I would agree with that, but I don't think it's totally forgettable. Like a movie like Transformers 5, I think that's totally forgettable. I can't remember anything about that. This movie had some moments that I'll I'll remember because they were unique, even if it was unique for a, for being dumb or confusing and so overall I didn't like it but I also didn't hate it so I'm I'm kind of squarely just not able to recommend it but I, I wouldn't just say 100% stay away either because some people may like this thing uh I think this movie is forgettable <laughs> okay well there you go <laughs> so yeah I, I that's that's the key word it's funny that you mentioned that because that's it's kind of the key word for my review I just some people are talking about Venom as though it's it's you know, this kind of legendary failure that is legendary levels of bad. I heard one review uh, say that it's it's Catwoman level bad. That's I, crazy. Yeah, I really disagree. This is not a legendary failure. I think it's, it's more just purely bland. Uh, you know, I saw this two days ago, and I really honestly barely remember much about it. I didn't give even the slightest of craps about the plot. You kind of mentioned that. I didn't care about any of their motivation. I didn't care about the story. None of that was interesting to me. And even though we've got all these great actors in here, I wholeheartedly agree with what you were saying. They make such weird acting choices, all three of them. Um, especially Tom Hardy. You you hit the nail right on the head. That was a great way to describe it, that he always, before Venom is there, he just is always confused. It confuses me. It, it makes no right. sense. Like, um, there's a moment... How did you get Michelle Williams' character to even date you? Exactly. <laughs> like, when, when she... That's not a spoiler. It's early on in the movie. When she dumps him, it's kind of like... Oh, you guys were even engaged? Oh, I didn't even... Oh, okay, well, whatever. I don't care. Like, I just didn't care because, of course, she should dump him. He's a slob and a weirdo. There's a moment early on when... Again, this is before Venom takes over Eddie where his neighbor is playing music too loud and he's, like, ticked off and, like, yelling and screaming and he rips open the door and he just does this thing that I cannot even describe. He rips open his door and is just looking at his neighbor's door and he just squeezes himself really tight and it's like it's just the weirdest thing i I wouldn't like me when i'm angry yeah it was just yeah that's that's a good way to describe it it was like somebody pretending they were about to transform into the hulk yeah but weird there's no hulk and there's no venom there's just a dude squeezing himself it was just so strange i don't understand how that happened so 
Overall, it's just nothing but the plot was interesting. And, and Venom is it's okay. The the way his voice interacted with Hardy's char- with with Eddie was uh, I agree with you know it was funny sometimes some of it was kind of clever some of it was kind of funny you know i laughed a couple times but the visual effects were were far from great and so it just didn't it just didn't work it just all around just kind of didn't work and then and then the movie as it goes on kind of devolves into a cgi mess of course the final climactic battle is just pure cgi and terrible looks terrible so just all around look this world is so jam-packed with superhero movies we have almost 10 coming out a year it feels like so we we've got plenty in this genre you got to do something interesting you got to set yourself apart some somehow and this movie didn't do anything to do that this added nothing to the genre so it's not straight up garbage it's just boring and forgettable agreed well i I still don't yes okay i'll give you forgettable i mean i i haven't thought about it since i saw it so i guess technically it is i just think that i do think it is bizarre enough that some people are going to like it. I think the critics are killing it, but eighty million dollar opening yeah. is, is is pretty massive. And when I walked so, out, my theater seemed to, as I was kind of hearing people murmur, right. I, I, th- I think people overall thought it was fine, thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think what they were going for is kind of their the poor man's version of Deadpool, yeah. where you have kind of this wisecracking, but you know it, it's been well documented that. They have this started off as a hard R, right? And then in the middle of production, they pulled it back to a PG thirteen because they're hoping down the road to be able to have a crossover where Spider Man is in the universe. Never gonna happen. And it and that well, it may. I mean, it may happen mm-hmm. if it makes this kind of money. But even still, you know, backing Spider Man into an R rated feature would never happen, and it would be difficult to backpedal from an R to a PG-13. Yeah. So I think that actually hurts this film in some in some ways from a creative standpoint because a lot of the jokes and a lot of the kind of banter and and honestly a lot of the ferocity of mm-hmm. Venom as a character is really muted although financially it was probably a wise decision because a lot more people were yeah. able to see it. Yeah, I I definitely understand the financial decision, but I agree, you know, this is a character that like they he talks about ripping off people's heads, eating people and you don't really see that. And so it's kind of, yeah. you know, the the interesting thing, the thing that could set this villain or this character apart, the vi- the ultra violence and and just sheer insanity of it is neutered right. because it's a PG-13 film. So it just yeah. makes it You feel get like bland. four or five shots where he opens his mouth, essentially swallows the camera. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. we get it. <laughs> so, yeah, th- th- you know, I, I, like we said, this isn't this isn't legendarily terrible um it just could have been something different i i I think i understand how the project came together how it attracted talent like tom hardy and michelle williams because this could be something and then it just kind of it just isn't i do want to say one thing before we go i do think riz ahmed's character is legendarily terrible really not his not his performance okay but the things that he does yeah it, it to me it's almost as if it's almost as if Eddie and Michelle Williams' character are in one movie and he's in a totally different one. He's from the Catwoman movie because (laughs) 
the way that he acts and the things that he does, they don't, they don't make any yeah. any logical sense. It's it's hardcore supervillain to the max. Now his performance is fine. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a really he good actor. What he does is crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. I no think doubt he. About. I think he performance wise is the strongest of the three. But you're right, his character is just ridiculous and pointless. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. This whole movie is ridiculous, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, and then, you know, they, they of course, we won't talk about it. We won't, we're not going to go into spoilers here today, but they, they have a post credit scene, you know, so, of course, they're they're hoping that this starts something. And you're right, with this with this money that it made this weekend, setting box office records for October, it, it could happen. Um, I mean, worldwide, it's 205 after yeah. one weekend. I just I, can't I would imagine, be shocked if it didn't get to 300 or 350. I just can't imagine the actors. Well, I guess they, they probably already have contracts, so never mind. Contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that was. Uh, I guess we should still give our opinions on whether or not we should see this in the theater. Uh, yeah. Chad, what do you say? I'm going to say this is not theater worthy. Probably going to say it's probably not worth six dollars on a Friday night either. So I'm going to say if you if it comes on Netflix or Hulu or something like that, then go for it there. But don't pay don't pay any extra for it. Yeah. So um, I went to the theater me and my friend were going to go see this and movie pass i still have movie pass because i paid for the annual thing so i still use it occasionally it of course it it movie passed it meaning it crapped out and uh all, all the screenings had disappeared by the time i arrived to the theater and so i had to pay freaking full price for this movie uh something <laughs> i very rarely do i thought about leaving and but I said, no i gotta see it and boy that was a Huge mistake. Do not pay for this movie in the theater. So I, I'm going back and forth about renting because I, I think you're right. I think I think a lot of people will enjoy this. I think few people will love it, but I think a right. lot of people will think it's fine and en- enjoy the, the watch. So you might want to rent it, but... For my personal taste, if you if you if you generally agree with, with what I think about movies, uh, then I would say it is not worth a rental. I think you should it's stream not. it because it's it's not, it's worth a watch. Like it's not gonna you're not gonna be mad about it, but definitely I don't think it's worth money. You know what? Speaking of Movie Pass, I, my wife and I went to see, and you know we'll review it later. But we went to see A Star Is Born today. I tried Movie Pass because I still have Movie Pass as well. And we were in a non-AMC theater at first. We ended up in we ended up at an AMC eventually. But I pulled it up, and it had two showings of Venom mm-hmm. at 9:50 p.m. and 10:30 p.m. <laughs> and this was at noon today. I don't get it, Daniel. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's a you know we want to talk about legendary failures. MoviePass is showing us what that looks like. The the way that that, that company true. has just imploded and yeah. started making just crazy decisions is genuinely mind-boggling. I, s- I saw an article where the CEO essentially said the subscription level has stabled out because people aren't seeing movies. Right. It's and like, I just wanted to throw my <laughs> throw something it's like that's what your service is Uh, and i'm still also you know we're totally off track but this is more interesting to talk about than venom uh regal how have they not come out with their service yet it's really i'm sitting here waiting i would totally be interested in a regal service and well here's the thing so you know have you heard of um What's it called? Cinema? Cinemia, I think it is. Yeah, Cinemia. So Cinemia just announced two new tiers to their plan. One is an unlimited plan. You can literally see a movie every day. It's $30 a month, but it works at every theater 
in America. So it's what MoviePass used to be. It's what it used to be. You can't do IMAX and you can't do 3D. But they also are about to, I don't think it's out yet, they're about to release a tier that I think is going to be at the $10 rate that's going to be two or three movies a month. Again, that works at any theater. And so I'm thinking a combination of AMC and that tier could be a, could be the sweet spot where you're not stuck at AMC, but you could mm-hmm. still see all the independent stuff. But we'll That's see. True. I'll report back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that was a disappointing review. But now let's go on, and Tyler's going to rejoin us for our review of A Star is Born. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing change. Here's what we're gonna do. You come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. <laughs> Look at me. All you gotta do is trust me. That's all you gotta do. We're far from the shallow now. And that is from the trailer of Bradley Cooper's directorial debut and the fourth iteration of this story, A Star is Born. And we are very excited to talk about it. I'm sure Daniel will be able to fill us in on all of the odds uh, as far as award contention is concerned, Mm -hmm. as it certainly is going to be uh, involved in that conversation. And the IMDb description reads, A musician helps a young singer and actress find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. The central performances here are by Bradley Cooper, who also is a producer and co-writer, and Lady Gaga. It's also interesting to note that all of the music in this film was recorded live. There was no post-dubbing, and it's getting rave reviews. Audiences love it. Critics are almost universally on board with that, and there's a lot of chatter about award potential. Tyler, you're our special guest this evening, so we'll start with you. Are you on board with the hype train that is a star? is born i think i'm leading the hype train i'd like i i really gosh i i have this is the first time this year that i walked out thinking well that was a best actor and actress and best director and best picture worthy performance all all in one there was every aspect of it blew me away um it is it is all around excellent it's moving it's heart-wrenching it's heartwarming uh, the soundtrack, like you said, and and like we've heard in that trailer, is out of this world. It's it's done by Bradley Cooper. He's singing it. Lady Gaga is doing obviously her own vocals. It is, and they they co-wrote songs for it as well. Like it is, it is a it is a knock out of the park. It is just so so well done. There's some. I think unevenness uh, in the, in the second act in the middle, but the first and third are so strong that they actually, I think lift up the second act, at least for me. Uh, There's a lot that I can forgive because you are just absolutely along for the ride with these two characters and their 
absolutely fantastic chemistry that they have. Daniel, give us your honest opinion about A Star is Born. Is it worthy of all the hype? I do think it is worthy of the hype as well. I, I'm i in love with movies about music. So yeah. I've been excited for A Star is Born for a long time. Not to mention, it. it's just an amazing trailer that it had. So I also made the decision before this movie to, to not watch. I had never seen any of the previous three iterations of the movie. And so I decided to not catch up on those so that this movie could be totally fresh. The story would be fresh. And I am so, so glad I made that decision because it did exactly that. It kept this movie fresh and new and I had no idea what was going to happen. And I absolutely love this movie. There is so much to love. The two best things about this movie are its stars. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga deliver genuinely brilliant performances. Bradley Cooper is is an amazing actor, and he's had lots of amazing performances, and he has never been better than this. His performance is deep and layered and troubled. And Lady Gaga is the biggest surprise. She keeps up with him every step of the way, and even a time or two uh, overshadows him. She is a revelation. She's so raw, and honestly, it's so surprising that she has this truly surprising, naturalistic turn here that really blew me away. She can be so subtle, which is just, you know, knowing Lady Gaga's career, subtle isn't a, a word that really comes to mind, which is why this performance is so brilliant. She's so natural here, especially when in her scenes interacting with Bradley Cooper. So she was amazing, and as as was Cooper. And and a lot of that, a lot of the subtlety is is can be credited to, to the brilliant direction. You know, it's safe to say that this is the best directorial debut of the year. I mean, Bradley Cooper has such a strong command of the story he wants to tell, and he's aided by absolutely gorgeous cinematography that we've already talked about. Uh, every frame here is colorful and lush and golden, and it's just it's just amazing. I definitely have some nitpicks here. Sorry, I know I'm talking a long time. I have a lot to say on this movie. I do have nitpicks that we'll, we'll get into later on. I agree with Tyler. The second act lags a little bit uh, and, and i have a, a few other things I, I i wish i loved the music a little bit more there are three songs oh, here i love the music all the way through I, see i didn't love all of it there are three songs here that are brilliant and amazing um shallow uh maybe it's time and and always remember oh. us this way and uh, those three songs are amazing the rest honestly i could take or leave so i was a wait, little bit unimpressed by wait, that one are you talking about the one at the end the no. love nope. song no, oh, I'm I sorry. I was I was correcting you on that one. Sorry. Nope. I uh, well, I'll talk about that later because I uh, I don't love the ending song. So <gasps> we'll, we can talk about that later. Oh, okay. um, you uh, heartless monster. We're gonna. Yeah. I'm, okay. No, I definitely. I like genuinely. I was very disappointed by that song. So um, we'll yes. talk about that. But uh, again. I don't want it to sound like I'm negative on this movie because I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I really wanted to see this again before we did our review, but I just didn't get a chance because I, I do want to see if my my small nitpicks here or there stand out to me on a second time or if I can forgive them a little bit more because I did, I, you know, I had hype of my own making for this movie. I've been so hyped for this movie. And so I'm, I'm not sure it lived exactly up to the hype, but it still easily one of the best of the year it's a i give it probably a nine out of ten amazing and uh, we'll definitely talk about its oscar chances which are substantial so yes uh to answer your question chad i think i love the movie <laughs> all right all right <laughs> I, you know i thought at the beginning when you said you you are in love with movies about music that 
that would preclude La La Land since that's not a musical. But I digress. Good let's grief. let's let's <laughs> let's here. move here <laughs> to A Star Is Born. I'm sorry, Daniel. You know I can't pass up any opportunity to make, say something negative about La La Land. Even La La Land is like better than A Star Is Born. Oh my. Okay. Uh, for sure. All I right. don't know for about sure. that, but it's okay. Oh man. It's at least as good. But Whew. Yeah. all right, I'm gonna have to just I'm gonna have to skip over that <laughs> for a minute. I don't I don't wanna let my emotions get too engaged here at the beginning. I saw this film earlier this afternoon. I was coming back from a, a multi day uh, work trip uh, in Dallas, Texas, flew into Atlanta, my wife met me there and there's a theater I was telling Tyler earlier there's there's a theater there that is Dolby certified with an with an almost mm. IMAX size screen and we the matinee tickets there are like 20 bucks but it's an AMC thankfully so I yay for AMC stubs so we got to see it in a absolutely pristine and perfect visual and auditory environment and very much like you Daniel I was aware of the previous iterations of this story but I had never seen any of them the first one was was back in 1937 mm-hmm. and then the one that kind of made it famous was Judy Garland and James Mason in 54. A full generation later, you had Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, which was in 1976. I do find it kind of interesting that this isn't a new story, uh, not even just because there are other iterations of the film. Uh, As a matter of fact, one of the treasures of this this entire film is Sam Elliott's performance. Mm, Uh, And he has a line in the movie where, and I I may misquote it a little bit, but I think it's essentially he says something like, it's the same story told over and over and over again. And while he's talking about something different in the film, I think that really applies to this story because the story is certainly nothing that we haven't seen before. It's almost mythic at this point, the the tropes that happen, you know, without spoiling anything, with these two worlds colliding and then what happens, the trajectory of their careers and lives together. And yet, this film f- feels as new and as fresh as anything that I, I have seen this year. I loved this movie with with everything that is in me. I loved the music. <laughs> I loved the performances. The, the cinematography is breathtaking. The open the way that the the concerts are shot yeah. is with these long single takes. There are lots of close ups, lots of lots of lens flares, lots of just a lingering on the faces of these two actors not only do i not think that bradley cooper has never been better i think this is an all-time performance Mm. i mean he he just embodies everything on the screen without playing it for melodrama i mean you can feel the pain but you also see the the goodness that's there the abuse that's in his in his life and in his past and the self-destructive nature and yet the the gentle good-heartedness that he displays when he finds Allie, this person that he loves. Uh, now, obviously, we've got a long way to go before the before we see who else is going to be in this category for Best Actor, but they're going to have to really bring it mm-hmm. for, for me to beat this performance. This is, for me, a transcendent performance. Lady Gaga, I agree. Had I not known it was Lady Gaga, you would just think, who is this marvelous and very naturalistic actor who is doing this fantastic work. The chemistry is immediate. You buy it. You you believe their relationship. You long for them to to be together in a healthy way. You understand why they take care of each other, even though they're in a really dysfunctional situation. It's moving at every turn, and it while it certainly skates to the edge of what could be melodrama, uh, and certainly it is melodramatic, it is done in such 
a deft directorial way by Cooper that it never crossed the line for me and uh, heartbreaking and beautiful and I cannot wait I just cannot wait to see it again uh, I think this is a staggering work which could very easily have been kind of a studio grab big flashy kind of thing with the you know a famous singer and a you know world famous director uh, slash actor but man I think he just absolutely nails this. I think you can feel how important this film was to to them. No doubt. You can see the passion absolutely. on the screen. The music is so great. There, there's a scene in here, uh, and we'll talk about it in spoilers. There, there are lots of scenes where people are like almost nose to nose, hmm. and it happens a lot. But one in particular, I want to single out again just to say how good, he, good it was. But there's a scene between Cooper and Sam Elliott oh. that happens in a truck that is... On both sides, it is some of the finest acting that you will ever see. Absolutely. Ever. It is a gift to to cinema. It is just marvelous in every way. So the more that, and again, this movie is still fresh in my heart because I just saw it like four hours ago. And I definitely want to see it again and, and have more time to kind of unpack my, my feelings on it. But my initial reaction is just that I absolutely love it. I agree that there are some issues this movie could have easily been 15 minutes shorter and would have probably been better uh the first half of this movie is perfect i don't care what anybody says it's per it's absolutely perfect and i i mean i i cried i laughed i was in it and then it drags a little bit uh it just it just spends some time on spends some time in certain areas where i don't think we necessarily needed to but then the ending you know 15 20 minutes are so strong Mm -hmm that it's just amazing bookends that it, it, it lets me forgive it. Well, and really just even with that, I, I am going back and thinking what would I want to cut? And I don't want to say in details or anything, but just I can't. I can't think of what would I trim you know, to, to keep it down 15 minutes. Cause I, th- I think that's, that's what I agree. I don't even think it's a bad second act. It's just maybe a little long, but I loved it. You know, I, I was immersed in it the entire time. I do. And I think what keeps, what keeps you immersed in it is the strength of the performances. Oh, yeah. I think one of too. the things that maybe makes it feel a little bit long and it is long. I mean, the movie's two hours and yeah. 15 minutes long is that there is less music there True. in that section as oh, well. And so that's that. another thing that kind of, it starts to become evident that that's not as present as it has been up to that point. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, and and that scene where Allie takes the stage for the first time with Jackson, oh. that's, oh, I mean, that is easily the best scene of the year. I mean, the it's pure you. entertainment. It's pure joy. The music is amazing. It, that, that whole entire sequence is just amazing. The way so, that it's shot. Yes. Yeah. It's oh. you feel you feel the song bursting out of yes. her. You know she doesn't want to go on stage. She's pulling her on stage, uh, and you just and it's in the trailer. But you that trailer doesn't even hold a candle yeah. to what it actually is. Oh, it, I had goosebumps the whole time. Same, it was great. Same. Yep. So now imagine experiencing that without having seen the trailer, right? Which oh. I had not. Oh, you, you hadn't seen it at all. <laughs> no, sir, oh, I have man. not. I have not. So I, when I watched the trailer to pull it for the for the show intro, I, I was very glad again that I had not seen the trailer. That's but amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic, and I love just the little subtle things that she did, like where she constantly covered her eyes yes. because yeah. she was embarrassed and could not embarrassed, but she couldn't believe what was happening. It was and, just and, and that there's she's marvelous. in front of a crowd of thousands of people, right? Like how how right. all. all inspiring that must be yeah 
Yeah, I even love the title card at the beginning where we waited yeah. to get it on that the long lens shot where she's up the alley and it and comes on very slowly in the so red copy good. on top. So good. And so uh, good. In, on the soundtrack, it says she's singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is a nice yeah. Judy Garland nod. Yeah. It is. Was she? Yep. I didn't remember if it, that was a song. <clears throat> she is. So the, the the opening verse to Somewhere Over the Rainbow is what she was singing. It's, wow, when all the world tumbles around me and the hopeless crumble, highway to be found, heaven opens its magic plane. That, that's, it's the that's verse, a, not the chorus. Correct. Oh, that's gotcha. correct. Yeah, it's it was a great nod to uh, to Judy Garland. So we've talked about the performances. We've talked about you know the cinematography, the score, the music, soundtrack, etc. Anything else? that we want to talk about before uh, before we jump into spoilers where we can talk freely? The only thing I'd say is I know there were some people who, who just said to me sort of rambly, uh, sorry, randomly, uh, my parents being among them, um, I don't want to see this Lady Gaga's in it, uh, and she's not my type of, of singer. And I would say, you know, to that, she's not necessarily my type of, of music either, but no one can doubt that Lady Gaga is a brilliant performer um, in this she is just stellar. There is there is not a single uh, wasted um, piece of music on her part. And for those of you who don't even believe that, go look on YouTube and, and watch her sing. Uh, I think it's um, Sound of Music to yep, at um, the Oscars. To, yeah, at the Oscars. Was it two years ago or three? Um, two years ago. Just watch that performance. If you have a doubt that she can go outside of what you think her comfort zone oh, is, she's she's classically that. trained. She yeah. is. I mean, she's a classically trained singer. Exactly. So there's there's no doubt about it, and it makes it. And you know, it's a technical thing that we've we've already discussed. But when you then think back again about the fact that they sang these live on set, right? I you wow. know I. I I don't feel like there that's one hundred percent true. There was there a had few to be times it definitely wasn't like the yeah. SNL part. Well, oh. yeah, but even some of the stage performances, I I felt like those had to be overdubbed. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I it, it was great and it, it felt really natural, but there were some times where I, I felt like it it was just a bit too clean. But she's well, also a performer. Like I I think I wonder if there's just that she she can do that. She does do it. You know. I mean, this article that I'm reading here says it is confirmed that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga sang live on all takes, hmm. and there was there was no lip syncing or post overdubbing hmm. from either star. Now I'm sure they EQ'd it and yeah, mixed it right. and all and that stuff, but editing, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but even even still, if that and so when you take that into consideration, and we'll get into this in spoilers, but you take that last scene into consideration, right? Uh, and then there's another performance at a piano with uh, uh, Always I, Remember Us This Way. Yes. Mm, brilliant. Man, that is so good. Brilliant. That song and performance is so, I mean, that's one of my favorite. So good. Uh, just period. Yeah. And so I, it really is. It really is very, very impressive. So yeah, go ahead, Daniel, with what you're going to say. Well, before we get into spoilers, we definitely uh, can talk about Oscar, Oscar chances here. A Star is Born will absolutely be a contender across the board. I see, I see this probably being our nomination leader, likely. I think this will get nominations for everything um picture director actor actress those are all locks that's happening there's no there's nothing that could stop that from happening at this point so it's getting nominated for all of those it'll get nominated for song probably twice and you know sam elliott most likely is going to get a nomination i wouldn't quite call him a lock but it's very likely and um of course cinematography cinematography, of course will be nominated Uh, i think it could win that as far as other wins go 
uh, it's not often that actor and actress are awarded together. I, uh, I wish I had looked it up. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head the last time a film won both actor and actress. It might e- even be all the way back to Silence of the Lambs. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's, it's not often um, just because those are such big awards. And honestly... I can see that happening this year. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna, you know, put money on it right now. But I would be shocked if one of them doesn't win. I think at very least one of them is winning an Oscar this year. I could see it being either one of them. Uh, I yeah. think Lady Gaga probably has the better odds in terms of competition. I think Best Actress is unfortunately a little bit weaker this year. I think her toughest competition is looking to be Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? But this is going to be such a oh, crowd-pleasing not movie. Not, not not for Life of the Party. <laughs> uh, or Happy Time Murders. <laughs> so I, I, I think she could win it. But I could also see Bradley Cooper. I mean, his work is so stunning. It's um, stunning. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. I do think Bradley Cooper walks away with either director or actor. Maybe not both. No no actor no actor or director has ever won a directing Oscar and an acting Oscar, ever. Uh, and so I, I don't think he'll be the first one, but I do think he walks away with one of them. Uh, just looking, I, I just looked that up. Winning co-stars, best actor and best actress in the same film. The last time was 97, Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Ah, that's right, that's right. And okay. then, then before Silence of the Lambs. But then, bef- I mean, it's really like it's once every 10 years, it looks like. Although, th- wow, three times been, in the 70s. But and yeah. it's been, what, 20 years since the, since as good as it gets. It so, has, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, that I, this could happen. Like, it's believable for that to happen. So, um, so we'll see. At least that's they both deserve it, whether it happens oh, or not. Sure. like easily both deserve it i think as of right now you know again we're still relatively early in oscar season lots of movies to come out i would say uh that bradley cooper's biggest competition for actor is christian bale in vice where he plays dick dick cheney so that'll be tough competition for sure but um i agree that bradley cooper's performance is an all-timer and i think he he absolutely deserves it as far as picture chances go this is certainly going to be one of the front runners i think it's going to be between a star is born and one or two other movies kind of fighting it out all year long unfortunately i do feel like a star is born is the type of movie kind of like la la land that people will have their knives out for like uh, uh because it's maybe less serious or whatever um i just kind of see the people who say it's less serious have not watched it well that's that's true but it's the type of movie and you kind of already see this online a little bit where people just kind of people are stupid and they have the inevitable you know backlash every single time and there's always it comes out early Mm -hmm. uh, yes also could hurt it Mm -hmm. there's always the one there's always the one movie that kind of seems like it's it's still going to be a huge contender and get lots of nominations but there's this crowd that is that kind of rolls their eyes at it for no apparent reason i i feel like a star is born is that movie this year so i don't see it winning best picture it's absolutely possible it's certainly possible but i i I don't see that happening let's talk about songs real fast because I think oh. it's going to get two nominations. Uh, films can get up to two nominations, and I think this will get both. It's campaigning. They are officially campaigning. Uh, maybe it's time. Uh, yeah. Shallow and uh, what's the last song? I don't. I, I won't ever love uh, again. I'll never love again. So they're campaigning those those three those three songs. I really wish they were campaigning. Always remember us this way. I mean, I, under- I agree. I, so good. <clears throat> I understand I why they're campaigning. You know, it's the final song. I get that, but I don't even think that's close to being uh, as good as the other songs. Um, so I'm hoping, if that's what they're campaigning, I, I'm hoping it's shallow and maybe it's time because those songs are are great. 
And uh, maybe his time are. is the one that plays at the head of the the trailer, um, mm-hmm. which is yep. just like if that doesn't draw you in and make you go see the movie, you don't have a soul. So it's it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Shallow is excellent too. So yeah, so I, I definitely expect uh, it's. I mean, obviously, it's going to win for uh, most. Like I assume, Shallow is probably going to be the sure, the big one that wins. I definitely uh, think that's that's a lock. It's going to win at least one Oscar, but I I see it winning many more than that. So those are kind of its Oscar chances. Um, yeah. And so we can kind of dive into spoilers if you guys are ready. I'm ready. Yeah, we'll we will definitely revisit uh, revisit when we get to our Oscar prediction episodes mm-hmm. um, and our previews. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to win. And I wouldn't be mad if it won a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Before we jump into spoilers, let's just very quick, and I think it's it's obvious that we know our recommendations. Should people see this in the theater, Tyler? Absolutely. <laughs> Daniel? Of course. Agreed. Absolutely see it in the theater. And we should say it made $40 million, or $41 million uh, in its opening weekend. That's great. Uh, which, is, which is really great for a movie of this size and scale. For now, let's get into spoilers for A Star is Born. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Let's start at the end. So, mm-hmm. Daniel, you said that you had not viewed any of the previous uh, Star is Born films. So you went in and I'm assuming did not know the ending yeah. of the story as it relates to the uh, the suicide of Cooper's character. Is that true? Yeah, I had no idea. And I'm so <laughs> no, thankful I that either. I didn't because that may really made the ending uh, so, so impactful. I, I I had almost given in and watched the earlier versions. And I'm so thankful because it definitely wouldn't have had the same emotional impact if I had known it was coming. Agreed. Tyler, did you know? I didn't. I knew that there was um, something at the end. Somebody, the people that I went with um, had both seen it and were talking about it, but I had like, I had gone out to go to the bathroom or come back and they said, Oh, do you know about the ending? And I said, no. So I sort of, I had an inkling that there was something, but then I honestly, it, it went out of my head as I watched the whole thing because I was so enraptured by the, by it. And man, it, that, that absolutely got me. I, I, I think as it, as it closed out, I almost, I almost wanted it to be a fake out and he shows up, you know, but it, it wouldn't have the emotional impact, you know, but I was right. so invested. I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. He's not going to do it. Yeah. So I think the most important question out of that is, did you slap those friends for saying, yeah, for real. Hey, do you know what happens at the end <laughs> because they're not really your friends? <laughs> I know it, they, well, it was even, it, they, one of them was trying to protect me. So one, it, I went with two people. One of them asked me and the other one goes, dude, I can't believe you said that. But it was correct. Yeah, and that, at that point, you say, I dismiss you from my life. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that, you know, it sounds kind of morbid to say this, but the way the suicide scene was shot oh, was so masterful. Yep. The direction was masterful. The composition, the way that he laid his hat down, the long, long take when he is about to close the garage door. And you can 
you see the inner monologue that's happening on his face. And then when it cuts over live to the performance and then it cuts back and you see him through the window that he actually went through with it mm. was just heartbreaking and so well done. And I think it, you know, it leads to that ending song, which it's, it's foreshadowing. Obviously you can see when, when he gives her, when they're talking at rehab and they talk about the song that he wrote for her and then you see him sit down and start to play, you know, at some point that's going to be the last song. Obviously I didn't know the circumstances were going to yeah. be his suicide, but uh, when she comes up, I think her performance, I'm in 100% agreement with you, Daniel. I don't, I, I'm not going to go as far as you and say I was disappointed by the last song, but it's not in my top four or five favorite songs no. in the film. No. It's, it's, it's a Whitney stuff. Houston song. That's why I was right. so disappointed. It sounds exactly like, like they watched The Bodyguard. And we're like, okay, we need a great ending song. Let's do what they did. Um, yeah, it sounds like I wouldn't a, go... I wouldn't go that far. I mean, there's there's a nice little motif in there about not starting another fire and not wanting another kiss, right. and I, I think that's really elegant. Well, I like um, I like the lyric and I like the content. I think there's just musically, it was it didn't fit her voice. Even I felt like uh, it didn't fit the style that had that had been throughout the movie previously. Um, well, she now, co-wrote it. So. What I will say is it's it's kind of a bland song to me, but it's. In it's it's sung within an amazing sequence. I love exactly. the way the movie ends, and there's a cut. That cut when it cuts back to Bradley it's Cooper. The oh my gosh, it's that the greatest. cut! Oh, prior prior to that cut, though, I think that her performance, taking into account, and I didn't know this when I saw the film, but taking into account that she's singing that live, right? Taking into account the fact that the takes there are essentially two B-roll shots. Only yes. two that cut back to previous points in their relationship. Yep. Other than that, it is essentially a, a, a single. I mean, there's a, a reverse shot and then a single that just kind of floats around her face yeah. for almost the entire song. And as she sings it and her heart is broken and she cries while she's singing, that is just master level stuff. It is. And it was already so good. And then. And then when it cuts to them at the piano, oh, and then she starts, she starts crying and then leans over and kisses him. I mean, and then it cuts back to her yeah. for the last shot where she's looking straight up, and then it cuts to black, directed by Bradley Cooper. My theater was deathly silent. Same. Yep. I mean, just no sound until you started hearing everyone weeping, of course. <laughs> Easily so, some of the best cuts of the year, just right I there, mean, back to back. I'm telling Brilliant you what, edits. man. It's, that's, it's the combination of just these next level performances with the technical execution, which for a first-time director... Mm -hmm. Is just mind blowing. And first how, time leading actress, all, like all, all yeah, around. It's right. like first time. I mean, she's been in, she's had bit roles and other features, but the first time leading actress, brilliant, brilliant. Well, that speaks yeah, to what we've seen of her before. She, at least as a performer, you know, she knows what she's doing. Her music videos have always been theatrical, so it's 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 like okay, you thought you knew who this person was, you knew that she was talented, you knew all this. And now what? Like, it, oh, man, it was so right. I mean, the outrageous. fact that it's her and the name of the, you know, and a star is born, it's super meta yes. <laughs> because she's already one of the world's biggest stars on the music side. But there's there's nothing that she can't do. I well, mean, And that's I, why it is so meta, because I feel like 
a new career is born for her. She's a, she right. is reborn a star as an actress. I want to see exactly. her in more in more things. So her career is totally changed in my, in my view. Not that she needed it. She had a very has a very successful music career. But I mean, as an actress, she is she is here, and I want to see what she does next. So agreed. It's, it's well, agreed. It's, and even weirder, her um her transition throughout the entire thing um to where he gets. Uh, you know, sort of mad at her for for taking the career path that she has chosen. Not mad at her, but disappointed. He says is she's becoming Lady Gaga, almost in some in ways. It. You know, I mean, not as outrageous. You know, yeah. but she's becoming a pop star, and rather than than saying you know speaking the truth like he like so he talked we, to her about. We need to talk about that a little bit because that's sure. one of my issues of the movie. Not that she becomes a generic pop star because I right. I think I that I totally understand it. I kind of love the song that she sings on SNL because it's so. Yeah perfectly bad like it's exactly it's uh, exactly. it's the perfect type of song that pop stars get famous for all the day songs about asses and jeans it's just it's yep. just yeah. stupid and texting. you know right and texting me and, yeah. and so i i loved that but what didn't i feel like the movie is missing a scene uh, where you kind of they make that decision yeah like all Agreed. of a sudden it's just kind of like she just kind of starts singing this song and i almost in my mind i was like did she write this song? Because she's clearly, we've seen that Allie is a brilliant songwriter and writing these beautiful and honest songs. And then she gets famous for singing about asses and jeans. And so I was kind of wondering if there was a scene where the producer sits her down and says, this is what we need to do to make, you know, to, to blow up your career. And she kind of reluctantly agrees or something like that. Or he presents her well, with these songs. I felt I like it was missing you- that. I think you kind of get that. I mean, you have the scene where she cuts the dancers and right. then he goes to her and he says, listen, you can't cut the dancers. I know what I'm doing. You have to do what I say or this is not going to work. I, I do. So for me, that didn't that didn't bother me as much as I don't. I think the part that was missing for me or not missing, but that I would like would have liked a little more of is her asserting herself yeah. in that whole in, whole scenario because we clearly see right from the very beginning of this movie that she is strong and capable yeah. and not afraid. Yeah. And I felt like we didn't really get enough of that carryover into that second act where she just kind of said, I mean, you kind of get a little bit where she says, if you can't bring him on the tour, then we cancel the Europe tour. But at that point, the movie's almost over. Yeah, right? and, and I wish I would have seen, like, I, I would totally understand it, and I would be on her side if I saw her just reluctantly agreeing to it, you know? Kind like getting swept along sure. with yeah, the whole just process. Saying, well, okay, if this is what's going to explode my career, then okay. But we didn't see either of that. We didn't see the reluctance, and we didn't see the acceptance. So all of a sudden, we just kind of see it happening with no real understanding of why when she is such an assertive and creative and honest person. Well, at the beginning when she first meets with her producer, it's, it is interesting because he says, we've got to dye your hair. And she says, no, absolutely not. It's something like, no, absolutely not. I know, I know who I am and that's not me. Something, something like that. And then 10 minutes later in the movie, we, we see a hair change. I don't know if it's 10 minutes, but, but not long after we see a hair change and then the, the other stuff. So it, you're right. It does sort of feel as though that's to me though. I think, I think that is textual in the film 
to give you what you're asking for without giving you an overt scene. I think it's just showing you those things that it's obvious that she's making compromises because it's also the center point of the tension between the fight that they have in the bathtub, which is another match. This movie has so (laughs) many ridiculously awesome scenes with people just acting at a next level. So, you know, it leads to that fight scene there. Before we wrap up, though, I do want I do want to say there are a couple of a couple of moments of humor in this film. It's not all dour. You've got this uh, you've got this drag bar, which is where we first our characters first meet each other. And those characters were in for a little bit. Uh, they get a callback kind of halfway through the movie. And I thought that was I thought they were really endearing and <laughs> funny. And great, great. Some great yeah. laughs where she's yeah. <laughs> she's she's wearing the Jackson boobs. <laughs> it's right. just yes. right. so yeah. funny. And when he comes out and says, you can sing it, but you have to look at me the whole time. Yes. And it's just really, it's great. Really funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I think also too the dri- her dad and the drivers are, are yes. another kind of, you know, comedic kind of thing. Um, he sings better than Sinatra. Sings that better than Sinatra. Yep. And I think, you know, the, the all the scenes with with uh, Sam Elliott are, I mean, when the when he punches him because he sold his father's, uh, you know, pecan farm and and you have that confrontation where they grab each other and they're both in tears. I mean, you just it's almost hard to take in because it's so good. So much of it is so good. One scene in particular I wanted to talk about and, and get your guys take on it was the scene at the end when he's come out of rehab and he's at home, you know, with Allie. And he breaks down and he apologizes. Mm. And he apologizes for embarrassing her at the Grammys, which, hey, we haven't talked about the Grammy scene, mm. but wow. <laughs> yep. I, Uncomfortable. One moment after the next, I was like, oh, no. Oh, he mm. didn't. Oh, Oh no, he didn't. Oh, he yeah. did. And the thing is, at first, I just I wasn't. I was watching the t- the screen was so big. <laughs> yep. I was looking up at his face, yes, like same. oh no, he's falling asleep. I, yes. And then I heard everybody gasp, yep. and I was like, "What is it?" And then I looked down and said, "Oh no!" I had the wet. exact same fans. experience. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and, and because he's going, he's moaning with you know with pleasure because he's he's peeing, and so you're just like, right. "Oh gosh," <clears throat> you think he's actually like weirdly happy for her you know that she's won the grammy but it's not that he's being right yeah it was so that leads to this to this conversation that he has with the the therapist there he talks about his first mm-hmm. suicide attempt when he was an 11 year old boy some more foreshadowing for what is to come and then he gets this scene where he breaks down and he apologizes for him being embarrassing to her and one of the really nice things that i think from a script standpoint is that he also is embarrassed because of what he did in front of her father. Yes. And I thought that was a beautiful touch because, you know, his father, her father carried him into the shower and, you know, and all that stuff. So I think overall, this is just, and we could talk about it all day, but I I just feel like uh, from just a pure acting standpoint, combined with the wonderful music and the, and the direction, the cinematography, this is just the total package. It really is just, just the total package. It's entertaining and heartbreaking and spectacle and funny and, and all the things. And talking so, about I, it makes love me it. love it more. Exactly. I just continue yeah. to. I really, I really wish I had seen it a second time before we talked about it because I just, I did, I did leave the theater with nitpicks, like loving it, but with nitpicks. And sure. as we keep talking about it, I'm, I'm forgetting those more and more. Like I just, yeah. I really love this movie. Yeah, my only nitpick was just that it felt a little draggy in that second act. It did. But again, the more I talk about it and I think about all these, because in the moment it goes by so quickly, but then you just reflect on this little two-minute scene that happened. And like the one in the truck... You know, I was just going to say, we need to talk about that briefly. I think it's that that scene is one of, again, of, uh, of how many countless scenes in this movie that are 
flawless and moving and impactful. But that was the scene. One of the things we haven't mentioned is Bradley Cooper's voice throughout this. And I don't mean his singing voice. Um, Although that's outrageous too, but it's so good. But his voice, most of the time, I I didn't put two and two together for a long time. It, It sounded like he was doing Jeff Bridges a bit, you know, or, or, or even even Chris Christopherson, but I haven't seen The Star Is Born. But you know, it's been a long time since I've seen. I don't even know what the last movie I saw with Chris Christopherson in it. Probably Blade or something. But but then you realize he's doing Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's doing his voice. I didn't put it together explicitly. I started. I think I thought it when we realized that they're brothers. Um, wh- when he hits him. But then, but it, that scene where he says, "It wasn't Dad's voice I stole; it was yours," and then he slams the the door and, and walks away, not angry, but just embarrassed. It it is, and Sam Elliott just also quickly drives in reverse and out of there with a tear in his eye, is just so moving and in a in an entirely different way than it is between Cooper and Lady Gaga. They are so they're so good together both antagonistically and as brothers. And it nails that brother relationship. You know, I mean, I'm sure you guys have punched each other over selling farms and stuff all the time. We've hit each other regularly, yeah. As you should, as you should. Yeah, it's just, it's a moving, one moving scene after another. So I think it's, it's, we could beat that dead horse and continue to say it, but people need to go out and see this film. It is absolutely worth the time. I cannot wait to see it again, and hopefully Oscar will uh, will recognize it uh, as it so richly deserves. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, do you know it, Beyonce was originally attached to Star as well? Uh, or Clint not Eastwood well, directing. With Clint Eastwood directing. The hmm. weird number of people that have been signed. They, this was in development hell for a long time. Uh, Christian Bale, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Smith, Tom Cruise. Wow. Um, <laughs> what if... Tom Cruise and Beyonce. I just want to say if that was the pair, uh, that would be wild. And that will do it for our love fest of A Star is Born. Big thanks to Tyler for joining us. Please make sure to check out his show, The Next Trek Podcast. It's on iTunes and all the places that you listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to continue to listen. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And we'll see you next time when we'll be reviewing First Man. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.